Hey, what's up? It's Dr. J again, coming at you with the fourth episode of the Empower Define Your Dot Define Your Life podcast, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, I get a little bit crazy sometimes. Sometimes I get a little bit carried away. And so, in the case that I actually do that, just please bear with me. <laughs> so, we've gone over three out of the four perceiving functions, extroverted intuition, introverted intuition, extroverted sensing, and now we got the fourth one, which is introverted sensing. Now, introverted sensing uh, is uh, one of my primary cognitive functions. Um, part of me likes it, and then the other part doesn't like it. And so, uh, <laughs> introverted sensing is literally a person's link to the past. Um, it is their long-term memory. It's their sense of duty, their quote-unquote obligation, their overall comfort levels, um, uh, literally everything in regards to how a person uh, per- once perceived something in regards to the past. And so uh, how we kind of uh, get over this and you know understand how it works in each one of our cognitive slots, cognitive slots referring to the hero p- function, a person's parent function, uh, the child function, then like the person's Achilles heel, their inferior function, uh, or their weak spot. And so how introverted sensing works in the hero spot, a person's going to uh, typically remember all the things in their past, but from a very, very, very positive level. They have a positive uh, sense of duty, a very positive sense of comfort, a very, very, very traditional type people um, uh, who have introverted sensing in their hero spot. Why? It's a double positive function. Uh, it's really, really, really optimistic when it views the world. It's optimistic in their sense of duty, optimistic in their comfort zones, uh, literally optimistic in everything. Um, And so uh, introverted sensing in the parent spot, uh, this is typically a negative uh, uh, spot. Uh, It can be made a positive, but it is ultimately a negative. Um, uh, Introverted sensing in the parent is responsible with um, tradition, responsible with um, their duty, they're responsible with their comfort. Uh, and it's usually the introverted sensing parent who uh, they're really traditional when it comes to faith also. Uh, that, you know, if their family's a Catholic, uh, they will, uh, they'll be Catholics. Why? Because uh, they just want to be comfortable, but yet responsible with their sense of duty when it comes to their faith. All right. Uh, and so this is going to be absolutely like a very pessimistic uh, s- a function uh, in the parent spot. Uh, if somebody comes up to them and tries to convince them of another faith or convince them to move, oh boy. If you tr- try to convince an SI parent to move, uh, <laughs> good luck. Good luck because you need to make them even more comfortable than what they already are. And uh, if you're an, uh, an introverted sensor and you have it in your parent spot, um, you need to hands down. Uh, in order to grow it, seek discomfort and be, uh, try to be optimistic in getting out of your comfort zone. Okay. It's not that like you'll stay in your comfort zone, but you know, I'm going to highly encourage to you that you look for other 
opportunities or adventures or maybe listen to your spouse if they're saying hey like let's let's go on a trip somewhere uh, and go on that trip and gain a new experience and understand that you know you can have a brand new sense of comfort somewhere else you don't need to stay doing the same thing every single day uh, you know for the rest of your life now i'm not saying every introverted sensor uh, in their parent spot like it, that they necessarily perceive it that way but they will um uh, from there, the introverted sensor child. Uh, these are often, uh, in regards to the MBTI, the INPs, uh, the INP types, INTP, INFP. Uh, they have introverted sensing uh, in their child spot. Uh, this is uh, where the INPs, they're literally going to remember all of the positive things that happened to them as, uh, as a child, uh, specifically love um, when they were a child. They're going to remember all the loving times and the loving memories, um, but not necessarily the bad things. They're going to tend to remember the good things, but here's the tricky part in INPs is that because they have SI in their child spot, they're going to remember all of the things that had happened to them before, they're going to get really comfortable with the things that happened to them before. Um, even if they were negative, it's going to view it as a positive. And here's the tricky thing is that you may be an INP, an INTP, INFP, uh, and have had something happen to you in the past in regards to love. Maybe, you know, you didn't get the love from mom or dad or love from uh, aunt or uncle or fr from who, whoever, and you're seeking love, just seeking it and seeking it, trying to find a new comfort in love. So you find a new comfort in something else that you view extremely positive. You know, that comfort can be in food. Oh my goodness. You could comfort eat in food and had no idea that that food is filling the void and the gap for the love that was missing that either mom or dad or somebody who was really close to you didn't necessarily give to you and so uh, it's important to know hey do i have si child because if i do then i need to undergo a different uh, outlook on life a different approach on life if you want to have any chance of breaking through uh, whatever's happening and breaking into whatever you would like to personally happen so that's SI child. And last but not least, we have SI inferior. This is actually my inferior function. I, it, it, literally, this thing right here is just brutal sometimes uh, because it's all about being afraid of what happened in the past, being afraid of duty, being afraid of uh, your comfort. And so getting uncomfortable with SI inferior, ah, it kind of stinks, like it really does. And typically with SI inferior, uh, how to make this double negative because inferior functions double negative, remember that. So it goes double positive, double negative, double positive, double negative for your first four functions. Um, with those, uh, it will, yeah, it's typically linked to a trauma or a past regret. And so if you have SI inferior, and, you know, in the past, at some point in time, you were traumatized. It's up to you to understand what had happened. You have to. You have to. You can't run from it because if you run from it, you're going to get comfortable in that trauma. 
You're going to get comfortable in that regret and you're never going to seek any type of change. Now, the thing is with SI inferiors, the SI inferior needs discipline. And if you don't go back and face that trauma and face that regret or, or face whatever it is that had happened to you, SI inferior. So I'm talking uh, ENTP, ENFP, the ENPs have SI inferior. If you don't go in the back, go back and, and figure out what was causing that, you're not going to get uncomfortable. You'll get extremely comfortable in your trauma and in your regret, and you'll literally ball up in a shell and be afraid to try anything new, like literally. And so like how you grow out of that and how you like really break past that is and, like, this is like million dollar info right here that you're getting right now for free. And I'm just giving it to you. How you break that is you literally just do things you've never done before. Take a different path to work. Make a different meal for lunch. Um, uh, make make some new friends. Go on a trip that you've never gone on before. Uh, you know, if you're drinking coffee at 8 a.m., start drinking coffee at 7 a.m. Start doing just something a little bit different, okay? Give yourself a brand new experience because uh, SI Inferior is holding on to all of those memories. Not the positive ones from the child or the hero. No, it's holding on to all the bad ones. And all those bad ones are being dictated through a visual response that is being triggered. And then, uh, well, it's triggering the auditory response first, sorry. Uh, and then it's triggering a visual construct in the mind and it's constructing a negative image. So break out of that and simply have faith, believe, and move move, go do it. Just, yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, how many times you fail because you know, like what, what happened when the light bulb was being invented, right? He kept going and going and going until he, you know, he failed 10,000 times and he's he doing an interview and, and the interviewer's like, well, you failed how many times? He's like 10,000. Well, how did you get it to work? He's like, simply, I just ran out of ways to fail. So the only inevitable option was success. So my SI inferior people on here listening, go and do it and do it and do it over and over and over again. And fill yourself with all of these experiences, all these trial and errors and go, go, goes. And what's going to happen is that you are going to find every possible way that won't work, but it will lead you to also find every possible way that will work. So uh, that's where you got to go. You have to face the auditory. You have to face the visual. And then you can face the kinesthetic side and, you know, associate a feeling with it. But uh, that's for a whole nother talk, a whole nother day. Um, but like I said, we're going to be uh, merging these cognitive functions into uh, what's called neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And figure out, hey, you know, how, do, how do we rewire this? How do we reconstruct all of this inside and, you know, how do we move forward? And so introverted sensing, all about a person's link to the past, their duty, their obligations, their comfort. And if you can understand this about your perceiving functions, you can know how you perceive the world. And if you know how to perceive the world and you don't like what you are currently perceiving, you can then go in to yourself or to the external environment, whichever one it is. If so if you're uh, you know, an extroverted intuitive, that means you have introverted sensing. So in order to break through, you need to go into your introverted function. 
which is introverted sensing. If you're an extroverted sensor and you're trying to change your external world and nothing's happening, okay, you need to go to your introverted perceiving function, which is introverted intuition. But you have to know, hey, you know, if I have uh, extroverted sensing in my hero and introverted intuition in my inferior, that means, okay, yeah, like you're good at maybe manipulating the physical environment. Uh, you know, maybe your house is clean, you're color coordinated, you always smell good. Um, but then you're stuck in a job that isn't a hands-on job or is hands-on, but not how you want it to be hands-on. No way, Jose. Uh, and so in, in, in order to change it, you need to go down to your introverted intuition inferior. Because if you have extroverted sensing hero, you automatically have introverted intuition in your inferior function. And you need to figure out where was the trauma, where was your regret in regards to your introverted intuition. At what point in time did uh, maybe the, the dots not get connected? It could be up, you know, t recently. It could be, you know, 20 years ago. I have no idea. But you won't have an idea either unless you know, hey, you know, I do have an I inferior. So I have SI or SE hero. And I can really start to apply it and really get to the bottom of, hey, you know, why am I not making the money that I want to make? Huh, interesting. You know, why don't I have the uh, the job that I want? Or, you know, why am I not traveling how I want to travel, etc., etc.? And so you will find it in your internal perceiving function. I know that kind of went over a lot in regards to that, but that's going to going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek of what this podcast is going to bring you value-wise moving forward. Huh. Interesting. So anyways, this is Dr. J. We just covered briefly on introverted sensing, uh, all the other stuff we're going to get into here in uh, episodes to come. So if you enjoyed this or like this, uh, you know, hit that favorite button on the podcast to make sure that you get notified every single time that Dr. J ends up uploading some new content on here. I'm going to try to get some new content up uh, fairly like uh, fast, <laughs> like literally probably multiple times a week. Uh, granted, uh, the time allows for it. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you get a great takeaway from this. Um, uh, if anyone needs their function stacks done or needs anything uh, in regards to their stack, please go and you can uh, comment on here. Uh, you can uh, consider supporting us on Patreon. That's huge. Uh, that's patreon.com backslash um, the MPC show. M as in Mary, P as in Paul, C as in Charlie. Um, and then you get even more top priority over anyone else who were to ask any questions. Uh, we greatly appreciate all the patrons who do support this show and uh, support this channel. And we're going to keep bringing some awesome, awesome, awesome content day in and day out to make sure that you are being served like nobody's serving you. I'm serious. Like, like we're going to serve and bring service that nobody can even compare to. And you better believe that one. So anyways, this is Dr. J. God bless you. God keep you. And we will see you on the very next episode as we go into the judging functions, the decision makers. Are you a decision maker? Huh. Well, we're going to find it on the, on the next episode. We'll see you.